Thank you, Miriam, for hosting. I'm so happy we got a chance to to learn again as a, as a, not just a hachanah for Rosh Hashanah, but to be to to raise the awareness and the consciousness of where we're at right now as well. Like we said last week, it's not only about It's not only about um, you know making sure the year we get we were done with this crazy year, so brachas could start. It's also about making sure that we can end off the year high and elevated, that the rest of the year can be beautiful. And it really can. Mamash, it really can. So we began last week this, this uh, wonderful ma'amar from Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter speaking about the importance of realizing who we are and how much our actions really do affect, have a big rishimu up there. We were speaking about that just like we know that if we do something that's wrong, the severity of a, of a simple avera in the Torah, when it comes to like when it comes to going out of your, your, your borders, when it comes on, on uh, Shabbos, if it's not in an Eruv, so we know that there's such a severe, such a severe uh, penalty, I think it's what we say, skila. you get stoned to death in the times of it, even though some say it never happened, but the Torah is coming to tell us, and, and the tzaddikim say, you know what the Torah tells us that if you desecrate Shabbos, you get punished with death, and, and even though it may have never happened, it's really to give us the depth of Shabbos. It's not necessarily to explain to us what happened to people or what's going to happen to you. Because according to some opinions, it never even happened. Besides one thing, that, besides one time where the Torah tells us the story of the Mekoshesh Yetzim on Shabbat, the wood, cho- the wood uh, chopper, uh, Tzlofchad. But what the purpose of the Torah, what the Torah is doing is that it's letting us know how effective, how powerful our actions are and how powerful our words are. So before I go into the work of tshuva, before I go into the work of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and everything, I have to get a glimpse of who I am. I have to understand for a second how much effect I really have in the world. And that's what we spoke about over and over again. It was really repetitive to drill this concept into us. What we did, what, 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 what we ended up doing is at the end, and you can see this on the top of the last page that you have. When, I'm just going to repeat this very, very fast. Kasher Anumit Bonanim. Kasher Anumit Bonanim Bechoma Shavara Klal I'm sorry. I'm, oh, oh, from last week. Slicha. Wait, wait, the first page from last week is still on the first, sorry, the first page of today. When we kasher anu mitbonenim bechol ma shavar al klal Yisrael meshach kol adorot bechol akzerot vashmadot rachmana litzlan, we look at what we've what we've gone through as a people, all the mishegas over and over again, so many times over the generations. Harei anu roim betamik ke'am chayisrael goyachad ba'aretz. We actually do see we must be made out of something really dynamite and really special because it doesn't make any sense at all that we still exist. It doesn't make any logical sense whatsoever that we are still actually intact. It doesn't make any sense. That we're still holding on to Hashem and His Torah, even though each person that's sitting around this table definitely knows someone or knew someone that was directly affected by one of the reasons that can cause you to think that God doesn't isn't interested in us. Each of us 
probably most of us here has had a grandparent or great-grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or a cousin's grandparent that were in the gas chambers. We are, it's not far, far, far-fetched. It's not like we're sitting around thinking about Inquisition. Is that we're still talking about the last 100 years. And that's a very direct, clearishon, clichény effect. And yet, what? We're still be'emet ochazim. We're holding on to the Rebbonosh And we believe, um, also this generation, which is like the generation of the flood, we still believe in the Torah, we believe in Hashem, we believe in righteous people. We believe in the power of the seed of Israel. Now, this, is, this was very important, the end of this paragraph. Just like we believe in the Creator of the world, so too we are commanded from the Creator of the world to believe in the Koach of Am Yisrael, which He has chosen. I think that's, you know, I think that it's much harder to believe in the koach of Am Yisrael than it is to believe in Hashem. What do you think? Very hard. You always say that. Very hard. <laughs> I believe in Hashem. I just don't know that Hashem believes in me. I don't, can't believe that Hashem believes in me. Mm-hmm. Right, so here, here it's a little bit different. I'm saying I believe in Hashem. I just don't know. I don't know if I believe. Not if Hashem believes in me. I don't know if I believe. I have to work right, on but this. But Hashem chose us, right? So it's like the same... Hashem chose us. I have to put myself in the cloud. And now I have to see, do I believe that Hashem believes in the Koach of Am Yisrael? That's a very, that's a very big, big, big one. I think that's the last, the last uh, hurrah before, before the, the final mechitza of separation is, is removed of believing in the Koach of Am Yisrael. We look at Am Yisrael so much, look, it's not good to say this, so I won't say what I'm going to say. Okay? So I'm not going to say that when we look at Am Yisrael, sometimes this is a Malik voice that says, are you sure you knew who you were, who you were choosing? <laughs> like, and then Hashem says, well, look, you know, maybe I wasn't, but you guys stuck, no one else would have stuck with me through all this. No one else would have stuck with me through all this. Mamish, I'm clear of stiff-necked people. No one would have stuck around. Okay. So, Rav Yaakov Meir Shechter is telling us, you, we need to remember that. We need to, we need to realize that. And we need to likboa that before we start doing tshuva. Because if I don't know the value of who I am or where I come from, why work so hard on cleaning a vessel that I don't even believe in its power? Why work so hard on it? On it? L'shema. Why should I work so hard on myself? That's what we were asking last week in Shir. Why should I work so hard on myself? Why? Because of what we just saw over here. Now, we said last week we want a lemaisa. We want tachlis. We want to know, okay, so I came to this realization and conclusion that you must really have something with us and that we do have a hashpa in the world. I came to that conclusion. You... You, you have a deep relationship with us, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and you believe in us, and, and essentially, I believe in the power of Am Yisrael as well. So how do, I start, how do I start cleaning? How do I start doing the Avodah? 
how do I start working on myself? Now, this Eitzah is for now. It's not for Rosh Hashanah, it's for now. And he starts saying like this, Ha'itzah Rishona Sher Rabbeinu, Ribui Diburim Kedoshim. Diburim Kedoshim. You know, some people think that becoming holy means becoming a silent nun, uh, a silent, uh, nun silent? No. Yeah, sometimes. Monk. Monks are silent, yeah, silent, yeah, yeah. They're silent because in that tradition, that is really the only way that you could conquer and you could be sure that you're not going to be swallowed up by the other side. By us, it's a fuch. Speech. Ribui dvarim kedoshim. Asher alken kasher anu nigashim laavodat yim edu. We're approaching the avoda of these days. Rosh Hashanah is a week from tomorrow night. We have a vo- we have a lot of avoda to do. Vare anu shvurim uretzutzim umebul. But we're in the bottom of this first page you have from today. Hey, he says anu shvurim retzutzim umebul balim ad meod. We are broken and completely confused. Everyone in their own way is connected to the Eitzah, to the council of the other side, whether we realize it or not. Everyone is seduced by the Eitzah in their own way. Now that, generally speaking, what's Shaven for all of us is the Eitzah says it's not worth working so hard only to get yourself disappointed once again that you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve last year. That's a seduction of the Yetzirah that everyone has in common. How that manifests in each person's life is different. Each person wants to work on different things. But in generally speaking, there's a voice that says, we want to, the Yetzirah comes as a tzaddik and says, we, we don't want you to fall into this like depression again and this this inner disgust when you look at yourself. So that usually happens when you feel like you haven't achieved what you set out to achieve. So we're just, for your sake, for your sake, I just want to protect you. I want to protect you. So don't, 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 don't work too hard because like, for your sake, we care about you, right? That voice, we care about you. This book is drawing its source of inspiration, obviously from the Eitzot, from the Council of Rabbi Nachman, who gave us a lot of tremendous, uh, uh, you know, he gave us a lot of tremendous words and Eitzot to look that voice, listen to that voice, Look at it in the eye and say, I'm calling you out on what you did to me last year, where you told me it's not Kedai to work too hard on myself because you cared for my own better, you know, my, my, the good of my, my good state of mind. And this year I'm waging war on you. So now how are we waging war? The first advice he is, is the power of speech. It's true. The time that we're approaching now is a time of fear, awe and fear. Really? Really, in truth? It's like, it's Sunday morning, we're sitting in a pergola, there's fat, and I mean, this is a beautiful thing. I'm not trying to say, God forbid, it's a wrong thing. We're sitting around, it's nice, we're sipping on a few things, because that's what we do. 
and, and Baruch Hashem, this is how, as how we're choosing to, to, to share our morning. If we were in tune with the voice that's really happening in the Olamot Elyonim, in the higher worlds right now, we wouldn't be able to bear the sound of the pachad and yira, not, not, the, not the frightening fear, but more like what we said yesterday in Shir, the re'ada, the trembling fear before what, as, in, in terms of what's really happening right now in the world. There's something shaking. There's something Mom is shaking the heavens right now and it's shaking down here as well. He's saying, look, we don't have the kelim to really take in what it's like. There used to be Dorot, that El was Mamish El. Mamash El. If our pachad was in a state where, where it really should be, It's kind of like, we're kind of like lucky that we're not really in tune with how deep the awe of Elul is because we would fall into a, into a dark place. Because we don't have the vessels to really stand you know, with, with what's going on. Ve'yadu'a ma sh'amru tzadikim, it's known what tzadikim said, she'kasher rak mevarchim chodesh elul, matchilim hadagim shebayam lir'od. When you do Shabbos mevarchim, does anyone remember Shabbos mevarchim elul birkat ha'chodesh for elul? It was only th- four weeks ago. Shabbos mevarchim. I once read a testimony of someone that was in Lubavitch for Shabbos, for Shabbos mevarchim elul, and he said that when they, when they announced Elul, like Rosh Chodesh, Elul, he said suddenly there was a, sh- everyone, everyone looked different. People started walking around differently. People started looking at each other differently. It's something, you know, something mamash. So the vessels for that, is like you, need, you need really big vessels to understand what you're dealing with, with this Chodesh of, with the Chodesh of Elul. Like it says that even when you would just mevarchim chodesh elul, the fish in the sea would begin to tremble. Dagim shebayam lirod. Ve'idu anu bedoreinu yesh timtuma lev nora. In our generation, this timtuma lev. A timtuma lev here doesn't just mean stupidity of the heart. It actually means the clog, clogging of the heart. Shelocholi velo margish inish. That no one feels it. No one senses it. No one senses what even fish sense. Right? The fish are trembling in the sea, and yet us human beings, eh, Chodesh Elu, Seder, I'll catch up by Slichas, you know, I'll do catch up. That anyone, everyone's so feeling what? Whatever inner turmoil everyone's feeling right now, that's it. That's the Pachan? I think you have a big Havschus for Yidin. That you're feeling like everyone's feeling inner turmoil. I wish. <laughs> I would, yeah. yeah, but I. The, they don't know the source. I mean, we always see that. That's always the, the, the crying of the shame. Any, any pain you have, that's the source of it. Nachon. My boyfriend broke up with me. And it's the same that's Tzara Shechina, yeah. Nachon, yeah. Nachon, that's true. So if that's the case, Hayitza Yechida Ledorenu, Shehalev Amachshava Stumim Kolkach, a generation where the heart. And the thoughts are so clogged, sod hadibur, it's the secret of speech. Lo lachshov, don't think right now. And, and this is a big, this is a very important etza. I find this to be a really smart trick, okay? Don't think too much. Ela, 
לעסוק בדיבור בפועל. Get busy with your mouth. Speak. Talk. Now that's a big, that's a very big difference than people usually approach this time of year. Because this time of year we usually go into deep introspection, deep thoughts, thinking about what could have been better, what, could have, you know, what I could have done better, what I shouldn't have done at all. He's saying over here, don't even go there. Don't go there at all. Lo lachshov, don't think. Ela la'asok bedibur bapoal. Speak, talk, talk. Be busy, be busy, talk, not shmuzin. <laughs> it could be a holy shmuz, but that's not what he's talking about. Koach zgulat adibur. שהוא מגלה לפני השם יתברך את מהותנו, על אף שהרגשתנו כהה ונעלמת. Although, despite the fact that our feeling may be very שבח, the way that we feel and our sensory may be very, very low, very not where, where, it, where it should be, the כוח of דיבור, speech, can connect us to places that we really want to be because it reveals what's really going on. Instead of thinking we could... understand it through deep thinking and introspection. It's rare these days that a person says, you know, I spent some time thinking and I came to a conclusion that so-and-so. Not just that it's an ADD generation. I'm going to keep on looking. Because of your shir, I'm giving plugs to the shir. That's what it is. Because we're like spiritual ADD generation. So because the, the olam machshava, our olam machshava, Our, our healthy way of thinking and the space we give to ourselves to think is becoming more and more limited. So he's saying over here, don't, don't even try. Don't try. Okay, Rosh Hashanah is a week from tomorrow night. How are you preparing? Well, get your talk on. Like, get your speech on. Speaking. We're going to explain in a second what that means. Like, like, what does that mean to talk? What are we talking about? Like, just start talking? Let's understand. No, no, so we're obviously, we're not just like, like, okay, make another, like, hold a press conference. We're not, we're not talking about that. We're going to see what, what he's talking about in a second. So we make all kinds of incorrect conclusions. We do come with, with, with thinking. Think, but we're always, like, it's... Because it's not usually thinking. thought through. It <laughs> gets stuck somewhere, and then we say, okay, this must, okay, you got it. No, no, no. Odlo. That's why he's saying, don't... Spend your time now thinking and coming up with binyanim based on machshavas. Because usually machshavas are, especially now, this time of year, they, they really mess us up. It sounds it's like so opposite of what we usually hear. Like, no, connect to the world, cleanse your thoughts. There's time for everything. Good luck. I mean, if you're able to, if you could actually think, like afford, that time and quiet, That it, that it would take in order to come to some beautiful, peaceful place of a world of thought, go for it. But that's not the situation. Okay. Um, okay, this is very interesting. What is he saying now? He's saying... The elders in, in Anash stands for Anshei Shlomeinu, which means Archevra. He's referring to the older breast of Tzadikim. That in the time of Elul, and I saw this with my eyes, I mamish saw this in Uman, in Chodesh Elul, that they're busy pounding out learning like it's no one's business, like up a notch. Not just learning, just saying Psukim of Tanakh, reading through the Tanakh. Extra Tehillim, Tikkun Zohar. 
I was once with, uh, with one of the elder Bresla Chassidim in Elul, and we were at a dinner, and, he's, and he, at the end of dinner, he's like, one second, he pulls out Masachat Baba Batra. He says, I got to do a siyam. Just like that, he did a siyam. He's like, ah, one more thing. And then he pulled out a Tikkun Ezar. He's like, oh, I got to do one more siyam. Tikkun Ezar. Then we dive in Mariv. After Mariv, I saw him back again, and learning over there, pulling out the next Gemara. Speaking it, speaking it. Now you could call it learning, but when you, let's just call it for now, speaking out the words of the tzaddik, like speaking out the Torah. It seems very not deep, right? You're like, it's just, just saying words? Yes. Karduner blessed us, the world, with a beautiful song. Three words. He sang it in our house from the men's event last week. Based on Rabbi Nachman's words, Tehilim Mesugal Lichuvah. Over and over. You could think, well, how much, what kind of song can you write with three words like this? Tehilim mesugal lichuva. That doesn't mean that when you understand the depth of David HaMelech and you understand the Kabbalistic reasons why he says sometimes Lam Natsayach, why he says sometimes Mizmor, why he says Shir, then, then you can do Tshuva. It means when you sit down and say Tehilim all the time, it opens up the gates for you to enter into the world of Tshuva. That's what your mouth is busy with. Try it. Just try it. Tehilim tshuva. When that's what I'm keeping my mouth busy with, so you may, again, you may say, come on, Shalom, this is the avoid of, come on. Try. Try. We got a march in their, in their, in their ways. There are those that also took the famous book of Rabbi Natan of Breslov, which is a collection of his prayers that he wrote based on the teachings of Rabbi Nachman, and just go through it. Keep on saying it. Use your mouth for Diburim Kudoshim. Use it more and more and more. Atzat HaDibur Hi'etza Pshuta this etza of speech, it's a very simple etza, aval gvoha ad me'od. But it's so high, it's so exalted. Shalo otiyot eilu yardu mimakom gvoha ad me'od, v'raak Hashem idbarach yodea sodam. So let's think for a second. <clears throat> on a very, on a very like, like basic level, we're saying speak a lot of words, speak a lot of words, we're saying Hebrew words, right? Let's think for a second. I mean, this is really, if you've ever learned in the Tanya, Shara Yichud Vaimuna, this is the beginning of Shara Yichud Vaimuna explaining to us that God created the world with speech. That means with letters, right? That means that there's power of creation within the Aleph Bet. Now, this is, we're not going to get too wild here, but we're just going to think about it for a second. If it's true that God created the world with using Otiyot Kedoshot, with using holy letters, and I'm using the holy letters, the same letters with which God created the world, to say Tehillim, to read Tanakh, to read other Dikutit Filos, whatever it is, there must be something to it. Only Hashem knows the real depth of the secret, of the power of these letters, but the fact that I am using my mouth to, to utter the same letters and words that God did to create the world, there must be something to it. My gaiva, not my anava, my gaiva says, who am I to, who am I to, you know, to, to think that I can 
understand, I could also think that I'm connected to such holiness. I'm just saying words. But Be'emet, there's something to it, whether we understand it or not. So just think about it. Next time you're davening, even though you'd love to feel more connected to the words, understand. <clears throat> there's a reason why Hasidim don't talk Hebrew. You know that, right? There's a reason why they stuck to Yiddish. You think it's because of Galut, right? You think it's so Galizdik. It's the Hefech HaGamur. It's the exact opposite. The real Amazdik Hasidim are very scared to talk in Hebrew. Why? Because Ivrit is Lashon HaKodesh. Yiddish is not Lashon HaKodesh. But when we use Lashon HaKodesh, when we talk in Hebrew, these are the same letters and words with which God created the world. So therefore, when we speak in that language, we got to make sure that we're using it in a holy place. We're using it right. Do you understand? It's a very deep, this is a very deep concept. So if that's the case, that the Lashon HaKodesh is so special, then let me fill my Elul with Diburim of Lashon HaKodesh. Fill it all day long. Now, that's one level of understanding Diburim of Eitzat Dibur. That's one level. To, and really to, to adjust what you were trying to understand. Well, what does that mean? So one thing is mamash, like Diburim, like Lashon HaKodesh, Tehidim, Nikutei Tfilot, Tanakh. Let's continue now. Let's jump to the next, what's the next page by you? Zayn. Matsinu bechazal shekol aniviim dibru al tshuva. Bechazal tell us all the prophets spoke about tshuva. Ach lo gilu ketzad shavim b'tshuva. But none of them really told us how. And Rav Kook writes this in Orota Tshuva. That as much as, uh, and he writes this in the Hakdama to Orota Tshuva. He says our literature, our svarim are filled with diburim about tshuva. <clears throat> and even some of them explain to us how to do tshuva, and yet, it still feels so satum v'ne'elam. Even after everything we have, it still seems so mysterious. So he says here, ben The prophet Hoshea, I was privileged to be around his kever two years ago, Ve'amar, Kho imachem dvarim, el Hashem. That's why, really, last night, I wanted to sing this nigun right away in the beginning of the concert. He says to us how to do tshuva. What? Take with you things, but not dvarim, diburim. Part of the most basic fundamental of tshuva is using your mouth to utter a certain statement. This is, this is a very powerful statement. You repeat it over and over again. This you should say in any language. You need to say it until it becomes engraved in your heart. Whatever will be, will be. I'm declaring from now, before anything happens to me. Whatever will be, will be. I, you're stuck with me. What will be, will be. It's irrelevant to the next part of the statement. Well, let's face it. We think, again, 
that we kind of think, we're kind of under the assumption, well, it can't be as crazy as the last two years, right? Yeah. I don't think we saw anything yet. No, no need for the challenge. <laughs> but, but this statement is beautiful, is that it's irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't, on the most basic level, it doesn't matter. Why? I'm using my mouth to make a declaration. It'll be what it'll be. I'm not leaving you Hashem. Now, this also means something else, in my opinion. It doesn't just mean no matter what happens and no matter how wacky it could get, I'm not leaving you. It also means that closeness that I felt as the result of the last year and a half because it's forced me to, to realize how vulnerable I am even if things do get more simple, which it could be, God can do anything, I'm still not leaving the closeness that I've, that I've established with you over this last kufa. So yema sheyem means however wacky it can get, or however back to, and I'm putting big, big parentheses here, because I don't even know what that means, whatever back to normalcy, I'm not leaving you, Hashem. I will not leave what we've, what we've discovered through pain, through isolation, through confusion. I'm not leaving you. Say these words over and over again in Elul. Diburim Kedoshim, Atzata Dibur. This statement, repeated over and over again, will probably bring us to a much better place than all the thinking we can do in the month of Elul. I'm almost said right now, I'm willing to put my money on it. That sounds very weird. But I'm willing to put something on it, whatever it is. Zeu mahut This is the essence of tshuva. Take with you things and return. Take with you words and return to Hashem. These words should come from a place of simcha. These words of declaration, these words of speech, these words of reading Torah comes from this place of simcha that even though I don't understand it, as much as I say to you, you're stuck with me, you've kind of told us at a certain point in, our, in one of our Gilgulim, and Hashem has also told us, and you're stuck with me. Some people hear that statement and it makes them very sad. It makes them very, like, very, like, down because it's like, oh my God, there's nothing I can do to get out of this. I, I can't, I could try everything in the world. Like, I could try everything in the world, but I'm stuck here. At a certain point, when we let our guard down and we just come, <laughs> yeah, Mashi, yeah. It, it doesn't feel at all hard. It, it actually, it brings a, it brings a nikuda of inner simcha. That this is my lot. My lot is that we're stuck with each other. <clears throat> that Hashem chose us in His thought even before creation. Just like we were chosen before creation, the Torah was created before the world. The two things that were chosen before the world was even created, which is us and Torah are coming from the same root. You know what else was chosen? You know what else was created before the world? So that's all from the same root. Three things. Us, the Torah, and the concept of tshuva. 
What does it mean that something was created before the world was created? What's one of the, what's one of the real confines of this world that mess us up big time? It's a concept. Four-letter word in English. Time. Time is a concept of this world. Time has nothing to do with what was with before this, the confines of this world were created. What does that mean, Lemai said to us? If we said these three things are created before the world, us, Torah, and Tshuva, and they share the same Shoresh, what do you think that means in terms of how these three things are in its Shoresh are not really part of the confines of, confines of time? What's that? Never too late. Ever. It's, there's no such thing as too late. <clears throat> it's all a bilbul that tells you it really is too late. Listen, if you were 20 or when, if you were 12 and you got better chinuch from home, you wouldn't be like this. If you had certain things at 20 or at 25 or at 30, then it wouldn't be like this. But that has nothing to do with a yid that's connected to Torah and to tshuva. <clears throat> because there's, it's not from this world. It's created before the concept of time. This is a very important yisod to remember. Rabbi Shem Tov said, we've, we've learned this so many times, our greatest slave masters are our yesterdays. It's not any, nothing to do with today. It's our yesterdays. That's what's meshabedoti. That's what enslaves me. Tshuva comes to tell us, your yesterday has part of this world. Tshuva is not part of this world. It's from another place. It's Kadmala Olam. It came before the world was created, just like you and just like the Torah that you're learning. Thus opening for us the gates of renewal, revival, of feeling like there's a chance, always. Esther, you sent me the video from the from the, from the Chayel Fabrengen that you had on Thursday night. And... Um, I was so happy to hear what song Eviatar opened with. Eviatar Bana is a beautiful, you should, if he's playing here in Efrat tonight, you should go see him if you, actually no, you shouldn't. There's women here tonight, but if, you, you should listen, you should listen to a song that he has. It's called Yeshli Sikui Lehinatzel. It's one of his first songs he ever wrote. He wrote it in two minutes. He said he one time was sitting in his apartment in Tel Aviv, and he picked up the guitar, the piano, and he said it just, boom, right there. It's one of his most popular songs. And the, and the words are, Yesh, I have a chance to be saved. And he, it sounds a little not Jewish, because that word, Li'inatzel, but it's really, it's true. Yesh li sikui li'inatzel, ani yodea, ani mukhach lihitgaber. I can do this. Yesh li sikui. I have a chance. Simcha zo, this simcha, that I know where my roots are, that I'm rooted with tshuva and Torah, which came before the world came, before the confines of time. He hanotenet lanu reshut la'asok b'Torah. This is what gives us reshut, permission to deal, to, to learn Torah. Ula'arbot koach adibur, and to speak and speak and speak. Bekoach ze nimsar lekol echad. This koach is given to each and every one of us. Shebechol rega she'adam panui, any moment you have free, yitol sefer teilim leyado, grab a tehillim. And he says here, otikune zor, but I think it's safer to just say here, just grab a tehillim, okay? I mean, if you want, you could grab a tikune zor, but I think it's more shy here, just grab a tehillim. Yiftach piv, yomar diburim, open up your mouth, start saying things. Start saying the same words that King David 
said, probably in our situation, right here on the street, mamash yecholiot. Start saying these words. This is Rabbi Nachman taught. Connect to Dibur with 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 tmimus, with with not with chokhmot, not with I have to understand every kabbalistic interpretation of every word, because then what happens to the, the then the world of machshava conquers your olam hadibur. Rabbi Nachman was big on just speak tmimus the words, just start talking. It's true, I don't know how high it reaches, but just start talking. It's an amazing thing. He says, the Tmimus of Bnei Israel is itself a wondrous wisdom, a wondrous chokma of the Holy Torah. We say that in Lechadodi. The end of an action you have to think about it. It's rooted in the beginning of a thought. <laughs> Through means of sof ma'asev, just doing an action. That a person does an action at, uh, on its own without really even understanding for real what he's doing. That's what it means, sof ma'asev, like the lowest level of ma'asev. <laughs> To the initial thought, you connect to the initial thought when you don't get your world of of machshavas to come and confuse you. You know, with this, with this place of tmimus and pashtus, no one can say, "Listen, I'm not on the level to open up and start saying to him." You can say, "Listen, I'm not on the level to start doing tshuva ilah." Right? That you could say, but you know, no one can say. I'm not on the level to just open up a Tehillim and start saying Tehillim. You could say, I don't believe in that. That's something else. You could say, I'd rather spend my time doing other things, but just be conscious of what you're saying. Here's an Eitzah that's right in front of you. Look, we've tried everything for so many years already. I still haven't met the person that comes to Shul Rosh Hashanah Kam. And this isn't guaranteeing Kam, but it's guaranteeing alignment very important. Don't start expecting everything's just going to be a breeze now. No, but you're going to feel aligned. You're going to feel you're not going to feel like someone's pulling a carpet beneath your feet or tearing the ground from on the, on the ground you're, staring, you're standing on. He says over here, this koyach every person has to fill the days of Elul and Yemim Noraim like this ki afal gav even though no one really is masig anything, you come to places, endless places, when, it come, when you approach like this. I'll skip to this next paragraph over here. The next page. Now this, I feel is the Avodah that's very much for us today. Especially mothers with, with, with little kids, even big kids. But any, really anyone, really anyone. You know what we always say we want? We just want a breather. A breather. We just want a breather. 
what's our interpret? Let's be really brutally honest right now. What's our interpretation of a breather? If I told you that the biggest breather you'll get is at the moment that you actually have a few minutes is to open up a Tehillim and start saying Tehillim, would you believe me? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know it's true, but I don't, I don't know if everyone really feels that. That's why we got to be guinea pigs with these things. Now, that, this, the Baal Dover knew that in our era, in our time, we will be more distracted than any other generation. There was never, ever, ever a generation with more distractions. Ever. Never was. You see, back in the day when a Yiddish mama did have a few minutes, right? So in order to get really distracted when she had a few minutes of quiet, what would she have to do to get really distracted? What do you think? What's that? So, <laughs> right. Nachon. <laughs> That's like the distraction, right? <laughs> Taking out a, a needle. Today, to get distracted when you have a few minutes, it's insane. Why? Because the Baal, the, I believe in this so much, because the other side knows that when a, Yid, a Yiddish mama, for the context of this year, has a few minutes, and she uses it to say Tehillim, as opposed to anything else that she could do with those few minutes, he loses. He, you, you, you bury the other side deep down on the ground. So, therefore, he comes with all these distractions. And I'm not just talking about pocket computers. I'm talking also about other things in the world. It's not just the, the screens we have in our pockets. It's, it's, it's a bunch of different things. But, obviously, the shortage of it in this door is the immediate distraction that can be found in WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, email, you name it. That's that's. Yeah, I mean, if if we have guts, we could look at screen time. <laughs> I'm 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 hoping that everyone understands that, you know, it it really is. The game, it really is a game changer that when you do have a moment to breathe and it is intense and life is intense and kids are either going back to school for a few minutes till they're all sent home again this week or, or they're not going back to school. Like it's just, so it's going to, this is going to keep on being like this for another few years. Like it is, it's not, this is the matzav, which is therefore even more of, a, of an inyan that when there are a few minutes to breathe, and it's used for saying some Tehillim. Elul is, is so in your life. Roshani Yom Kippur is such a real thing. And it brings real simcha and menucha sanefesh. It does. It really brings that place that we all long for. When a person has man panui, he has gam bedivrei agada. Learn agada. Which are filled 
with advices and instructions and counsel as to how to fear Hashem. Kvar Amru Chazal, it says in the Midrash, V'tzoncha la'akir b'misha amar v'aya olam, kulach lech etzel agada. Go and learn agada. You want to know who? You say, I want to know God. I want to know God. The, the other voice always tells us, you got to go to the Himalayas, you got to go to the Carpathian Mountains, like the Baal Shem Tov did, and sit in meditation for a few hours. It's not our door. That's not our thing. That's not the avoda of this door. It's not. Like I've shared with you so many times, my wife and I went away somewhere one, one time, not because we were going to find the quiet there. It's just normal, just getting away for a night. But we saw a bunch of people there that went there, L'shem, clearing their mind and getting the thoughts clear. And they looked miserable. They looked miserable. They woke up early, they went on the treadmill by, by 8, they were in the pool by 9, they looked miserable. It's not, for our, it's not, it's not happening down here like this. It's not, it's not in the cards. It's a different war right now. You have to know each... It says the 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 Moshe Tzerev is saying, "We say and Purim, Chanukah, Chuasa, Ma'isa, LaNetzach, VeSikvasam, Bechol Dor Vador." There's a Chua, there's a Tikva in every generation. Reb Shlomo said, "Would you send your own child to a dentist who learned dentistry a hundred years ago?" Right. So why do we think? Why do we send our mind to places that were also working a hundred years ago? It's a different world. We're living in a different society. If we chose to live off the grid, the chulei, we probably wouldn't have access to these farms. So we couldn't talk about these things. But it's not the world we live in. We're here, and that's why utilizing every minute right now in Elul <coughs> is of utmost importance. Divrei ha'agada shel chazal meleim musar bechol ha'inyanim yirat shamayim tefila betzibur midot tovot gnuta geava umaalat ha'anava. You could just by learning some agad, just by opening the midrashim, just just by reading it, by using your mouth to say the words. Don't just read it in your mind. Say what your I don't know what your what your shita is or how you usually read. But usually when I read a book in English, I don't say the words. I just I read it in my mind, right? When it comes to reading Torah, read, don't do that. Read the Torah you're learning. It's double. You're cleansing the, ma- the mind and the mouth at the same time. When you're learning Torah, you are calling out to God. When a person is learning the Ramchal, when a person is learning Mesilat Yesharim, when you're learning Midot, you're not learning about the Midah of Anava like you're learning a subject, like you're learning a topic in school. It's a... We don't learn to understand how things work. While we're learning, we're davening to Hashem. That's how we learn. I want to be zoche to the refraining from darkness and bad and, and merit the do good. This is the calling out to Hashem when I'm learning. If you have this consciousness while you're learning, I guarantee you your learning is something else. It's completely different. And then those moments, those breather moments where you think you're just reading words, 
No, you're not. You're actually using it to call out to Hashem for what you really want in this world. You know, Reb Tzadok HaKoyen of Lublin was a Talmud of the Me'ashiloach. Recently I learned that Reb Tzadok didn't become a Rebbe till 40 years after the Me'ashiloach died. Because as long as, right after, right after the Me'ashiloach, the Ishbitzer died, so there are basically two Rebbes that came from that camp. One was the Beis Yaakov, the son of the Me'ashiloach, which continued the tradition of Ishbitzer. But then there was another Rebbe that came out of that school, which was Rebbe Leibola Eger, Rebbe Akiva Eger's grandson. Rebbe Tzadok wouldn't take Rebbeship well, as long as Rebbe, uh, Rebbe Leibola Eger was Rebbe. So Rebbe Tzadok, only 40 years after the Ishbitzer died, becomes a Rebbe. Rebbe Tzadok, and I heard this from Rebbe Steinsaltz, when I went to one of his shiurim on, I think it was the Kotzker's uh, Yorzeit, he had said there that the Kotzker Rebbe had a Likute Maharan on his, uh, always in the, in the base Medrash. And that would mean also that the Kute Maharan was already around that, those schools of thought, which is more Polish, 100 years after Rebbe, 80 years after Rebbe, no, about 60 years after Rebbe Nachman, that already got to Poland and made its rounds over there. Rebbe Tzadok even has a whole sefer of his He'arot on Sefer Amidot of Rebbe Nachman, which is very interesting to people that are delving in this world. It's very interesting that there's a Kesha there. So he says over here, Rebbe Tzadok has a raya, he has a proof to this, this thing that Rebbe Nachman has taught us. Ki nechazal lamdu sheyesh levarech kodem limud ha-Torah mehapasuk, ki shem Hashem ekra havugodel elokeinu. Our rabbis have taught us that you have, to learn, you have to bless before learning Torah, you have to make a bracha before learning Torah. Where do we know this? From the pasuk, ki shem Hashem ekra havugodel elokeinu. Before I call out to God's name, I'm going to call out to God, I got to bring greatness to Hashem. I bring greatness to Hashem by making a bracha over the Torah that He gave me. So what do we see over here? That learning Torah is also called calling out to Hashem. You see what He did here? I know we said it fast. I'm just going to say it again. Usually when we talk about learning Torah, it's learning. And davening is davening. But can you imagine that really learning, you're doing both simultaneously? You're davening and you're learning? Kishem Hashem Ekra, Chazal say, that's proof that I'm calling out to Hashem. This shows us, Havu Lelokeinu. I have to make a bracha over Talmud Torah. Why couldn't you brought me, bring me a different pasuk to show me a proof that you have to make a bracha over Talmud Torah? The pasuk you're choosing me to give me Chazal to give me a proof that you say a bracha over learning Torah doesn't talk about learning Torah. It talks about calling out to Hashem. But that's the pasuk that's chosen to give us proof that we make a bracha on Limbu Torah. This is beautiful. This is absolutely beautiful. What's this Indian? Since the Torah is basically God's names, this is very interesting. He says, in the future, you and I will be sitting in Gan Eden, Be'ezrat Hashem Barach, 
and we will be enjoying the ziv, the ray of light of the Shekhinah, based upon how much of God's names we were calling out to Him in this world. Today, the closest you get to that is when you call out Abaye and Rava, you think you're learning about a Talmudic dispute. What did this person say? What did that person say? <clears throat> a painful downfall that took place in this world is that people forgot that while they're engrossed in a Talmudic uh, sugya, what happened while they were doing mental gymnastics? What happened while they were doing all the mental gymnastics? Huh? and like their mind was surrounded by Hashem. Right, but what happened? They forgot that. Right. They forgot the reason why I'm so deep into trying to figure out Abaye and Rava and all the different Abaye and Ravas, all the different Rishonim and Achronim, how this person understands the Halacha, how this person understands the Halacha. What's really, what did we forget? What is it all about? Hashem said something, and we're trying to understand what He said. So when I'm learning, I have to call out to Hashem, and I'm saying with my calling out to Hashem, I know you once said something, and it's taken us all these dore dorot of different opinions as to understand what you said, but I'm calling out to you to remember that that's why I'm learning. To remember that it's really what you once said, and we're trying to understand it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop here. We're gonna stop here. We did this is a lot. So basically, three things, three three words of three it's three ways of understanding the etz of dibur. One, pick up a tehillim. Just start. Just start. Don't 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 go into listen. It's not my thing. I I I never really did that or whatever it is. Just start. Just jump into it. I don't believe it. Great. Just jump into it. A lot of people don't believe in being nice to their spouse, but that doesn't mean you should stop, right? I don't believe it. Mazel tov. You still got to gotta do something. Don't believe in it. Aleph, Eitz to just picking up a Tehillim. Bez, learning Agad, Agada. Take the Midrashim. Take anywhere in the Torah. Learn it. Don't read in your mind. Read with your mouth as well. And three, when you're learning Torah, use your mouth while you're learning with the consciousness of I'm calling out to you Hashem I'm calling out to you Hashem Kishem Hashem Ikra these etzot for the last week of Elul even if you only have half an hour a day to do this the fact is you have more because you've been sitting here for an hour so you have just proven yourselves wrong if you have an excuse that tells you I don't have the time you do have the time it's actually the only thing you have is time to choose how you're going to use it we brought an example of the three hours Sefer Tehillim Whatever it is, you know you're you're the you're the masters of your own time. These ways of going, these ways of grabbing on, and be'emet to not think too much during this last week of the year. <laughs> sounds funny, but it it sounds ridiculous almost, right? But it's it's so true. It's so true. We should be zochet to it. So tonight you have shir at eight thirty at Jess Cram's house, and we'll continue bezrat Hashem. Oh, the Thursday morning, but I want to give a big plug for tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's a very, very special uh, event in our home. One of my dearest friends in the world, Be'emet, Rabbi Judah Michelle, will be coming and launching his new book, Giving a Shmooz, which only he knows how to give. 
he gives, he's been by us before. He's been with the, uh, one of the Yachikalas, we had him. He's wonderful, he's, and he's just the best, and funny, and good, and right on, and just on, on the game. And he put out the most beautiful book called Baderech. Bina picked it up on Shabbos, started going through it. It's so, it's so unique. It's to, that's what we were talking about, it's just unique. It's, he, he's his own thing. And you'll see, like, in, in the book, I so far have gotten through him quoting the Friedeker Rebbe of Lubavitch, Mr. Rogers, I'm not kidding, Mr. Rogers, and Mayor Banai. This is like my, this is my tip. Tomorrow, 8.30 in our home, and he'll be bringing uh, books as well. I don't know how much they are, but I'm bemet, I, I'm pushing this. This is Kedai, 8.30 in our place tomorrow. Okay, shakoth everyone.